listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Not everyone gets this opportunity. And if you keep talking like this, you're going to put it all at risk. You're worried about a demotion? That's what you're worried about? Our life. Alice, our life together. This. We could lose this. You know, occasionally we will record podcasts on this podcast network. Oh, interesting. What a concept. What a country. <laughs> Even though we are like three weeks late on recording for this, whatever this movie is. Anyway, welcome to the one this day podcast. utterly fine movie. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even like, sure. Okay. This movie is fine. Like, I don't get what. Like, TJ different. I don't think I agree. At it all. came out. It came out with like a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. I was expecting like the worst movie of all time. That's, that's like too when this low, shit dropped. That's too low. <laughs> Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 125. We are doing Don't Worry, Darling. Yay. Ever, please clap. We are the Ever, biggest Florence Pugh supporters. We had to. We had to. Yeah, I, we, we are supporting as best we know how. Um this is still the Florence Pugh agenda, and I, I'm thinking maybe that Dex's Harry Styles agenda won. Oh, I yeah, absolutely won. won. Yeah, he's out of here. Get him. He's done. Finished. Oh. Between this and my policeman, get him out of here. We'll talk about it. All right. Don't worry, darling. Uh, came out just a couple of weeks ago. 2022 movie, two hours, three minutes long. That is also a problem that I'll talk about with this movie. Yuck. Um a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his that his glamorous company could be hide that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. Uh 6.2 on IMDb, number 2 ranked popularity trending movie right now from that website. Metascore of 48, written and directed, actually she didn't write it, sorry. Directed by Olivia Wilde, her uh sophomore effort after Book smart. Book smart. Um, written by Katie, Sil- kind of rewritten, I think, by Katie Silverman, based on a story by Carrie Van Dyke and Shane Van Dyke. Stars our girl, our queen, our muse, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Uh, Harry Styles in a role in a role in this as well. Olivia, uh, uh, Olivia Wilde giving herself all the best lines. Chris Pine, uh, Jimma Chan. A bunch of beautiful people and Nick Kroll. <laughs> like, bro, Nick Kroll is not ugly. He's like, no, he's not. He definitely doesn't. He doesn't like hit the. He's not shooting par in this uh, in this course here with the rest of the cast. But uh, in fact, a lot of people online man. on TikTok find him attractive. It just when you're having to go against Harry Styles and Chris Pine. Oh, it's unfair. Man. Yeah, man, that's not fair. Yeah. Nick Kroll is like regular guy hot. He's not like movie star guy hot, which, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Happens it's to the best. A little out of his depth here. Yeah, I mean, 
people had to play Jordan in his prime too. Like it, it is what it is. <laughs> Regular like, uh, fucking future real estate agents go out there and guard Patrick Mahomes every Sunday. Like it happens. <laughs> oh God. All right. So um, this, yeah, stars a litany of hot people. It's just insane how many hot people are on the screen actually in this movie. But uh, it has made, you know, it's done not bad. We can talk about why. We talked about the controversies, I think, in full. I think we need to talk more about the content of the film at this point. But, I mean, based on the strength of its stars, maybe sometimes the strength of the controversy, it's made $54 million off of a $20 million budget. It was number one, uh, obviously, opening weekend with a $20 million opening weekend at the box office. So Warner Bros. can stay in business for another few months. <laughs> they have enough money to fund the marketing <laughs> for Black Adam. <laughs> we didn't uh, know if they were going to make it, but it looks like they can. They got one more movie to release, and it also, too, could be a stinker. Um, People love a train wreck, and then that's the, the, everything. They just leaned into it and said, fuck it, come see our train wreck, and, and they delivered it. I, I figured it would do pretty good business just because you got stars and you got a train wreck. Who doesn't want to see that? Yeah, I mean, if this comes away, look, the success is if a $20 million comes away with $75 million now, that's all. That's a win. That's that's a huge win in today's box office. Maybe a movie like this with the ultimate star power in the 90s or even the early 2000s is like, we pressed $110 million at the box office just off the back of Harry Styles. You know what I mean? But I don't think we're in that range anymore. So... Yeah, it's 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 made its money. You always want to make double your money plus some. That's when you make back your investment. We say it often on this podcast. But it's good, I think, even for middling. When you see middling movies make good money, I think that's good for everyone, to be completely honest, which is a weird thing to say. Um, let's see. But it has. This is where we kind of get contentious. 39% uh, from critics. 75% audience score. Uh, take that for what it's worth. Rotten Tomatoes and most rating review sites are inherently broken, but 39% from critics. Uh, despite an intriguing array of talent on either side of the camera, don't worry, darling, is mostly muddled rehash of overly familiar themes. I kind of agree with that. We'll get into more of that with Tej's review because you were pretty critical of this movie, Tej. <sighs> This is the time I hate to be right. When I first saw this trailer, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was on this podcast, I said, this film is going to turn on the twist. And if the twist is good, it will be good. But if the twist is bad, this is going to be a shit film. So you jump into this film. First of all, the center photography is beautiful. There are some great shots in this film. Obviously, the center photography is top tier. Florence Pugh is doing Florence Pugh things, which means she's just phenomenal. She's dropping 45 in the first quarter. She averaged, she got about 17 points in the first quarter. Like she's doing great. Uh, Styles is not doing great, but you're like, okay, well, we could maybe look past this. And so you're sitting through this movie. It looks great. It looks expensive. And you're waiting. And then you're waiting. And then you're waiting. And you know from the beginning, okay, something's wrong here. And I assume we're not going to spoil yet until we get to it later in the podcast. But you're like, okay, something's wrong. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, the black lady has shown us that something's wrong. Cool. And so you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop of like, what is the actual problem here? Why is Florence Pugh's character glitching? What's going on? 
and I'm not I having a bad... don't care to spoil it. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I kind of don't care to spoil this movie. It's been two weeks. Oh, the let's spoil it. I, I, I like that even more. Perfect. And it's been so, two weeks. Who's ever going to see this movie has seen this movie? To be here's your spoiler honest. alert. We're going to spoil this film. If you're watching now or you're listening now and you want to see this film, uh, spoiler alert. We're about to spoil the shit out of this movie. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Uh, so we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm not having a bad time, but I'm kind of confused about some of the narrative choices. I'm kind of confused about why Harry Styles has a British accent sometimes, but then sometimes he doesn't. I don't know if that's because he's a bad actor or because I'm supposed <laughs> to notice that his accent is, keeps going away. I don't know why Olivia Wilde looks so crazy. Like every time she's on screen, she looks a little bit crazier. Her makeup looks a little bit less done. And I'm like, am I supposed to notice that? Or what's going on here? I'm trying to ignore the fact that Harry Styles and Florence Pugh are having sex scenes, but they have no sexual chemistry or chemistry whatsoever together. <laughs> Unsexy um, sex scenes. Um, I'm trying How to did they the do that? Uh, and Olivia Wilde talked a lot about how this scene was going to be one of the first movies that showed the joy and pleasure of female sex. And I'm not a woman, so maybe I can't speak on this, but that's not what Indeed. I took away from those sex scenes at all. Not Did not at be, all. Um, also, just not true from Olivia Wilde. Just untrue. Yeah. All, all she did was show her getting her pussy ate. Okay, cool. <laughs> I can respect that. But that doesn't mean like it didn't look like anybody was having a particularly good time. But Lady Gaga had a way better time in House of Gucci. Facts. Way better time. Yeah. And so you're watching this movie, and it's it's clear that like you have seen the better version of this movie already. You've seen the Stedford Wives. You've seen the Matrix. You've seen the Truman Show. And, all, and this is playing on all those things, all movies that uh, Olivia Wilde herself cited in the press tour. And this movie is a bastardized version of that in 2022. We are making a feminist movie and we get to the end of this film after all this journey. And the twist is that she's hooked up to a fake matrix and tied to her boyfriend's bed. And Harry Styles is an incel. I, the, <laughs> when this when this dropped, my theater just went silent and not in a good way. It went silent in a, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. That's what we just sat through two hours. I this audibly court. went, and I don't do this, but I leaned over to Kayla and I go, fucking boo. Who I was, I leaned over. I I kept leaning over. I said, I know this twist is about to be stupid, and it happened. I leaned over to her. I said, that is the dumbest thing. Like it, it's the the problem with the movie is that there's no subtext of this movie. It is all right there in your face. It's like if we didn't know that Florence Pugh is being controlled, maybe you can get that twist off. But when you show us in the trailers and in the beginning of the movie that Florence Pugh is obviously something's wrong, you just assume that she's being controlled. Then when you get to the to the landing of the plot, you're like, bro, what? We could have like there's every, movies have done the same thing so much better and so much with so much more subtext as opposed to just like heavy handed. Like she is literally strapped to the bed of an incel. That is literally the twist of this movie. And it's like, oh, so she's on. So this is like an internet thing. Then if you think about the actual movie once that happens, first of all, there's a car chase. Which literally makes no sense because the car chase people are trying to pull her out of a moving vehicle, which doesn't really make sense. They're using one arm reaching into her car. What the fuck are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna pull a human out of a car? These dudes don't look like they lift weights. None of them are particularly swole looking. <laughs> so she's driving. She gets to the end, and it's like, yay, she made it out. But then the movie ends. Uh, Gemma Chan's character, who had nothing to do, and it was clear they cut the fuck out of her parts, mm -hmm. just stabs Chris Pine. And that is literally her last scene. She says, I'm going to take oh over now. End, end of her scene. You don't see her now. again. 
<laughs> you don't see her again. Like, okay, it's my turn now. Okay, but cool. They cut like, 35 minutes out of this movie, and it was still too long. They definitely cut something because that, that was not supposed to be Jim and Chan's last scene. If, if she says something like, it's my turn now, you have to have a scene that establishes what's her, what does that mean? We don't get that. The sequel, then, don't, don't worry, darling. <laughs> then you, they, they, a lot of the science, they just wash away. They just have somebody say it. So they just have somebody literally say, when a man dies in this little computer game, he dies in real life. You're like, oh, oh shit. Okay, so that means he's dead in real life. They don't tell you whether the black girl who killed herself is dead in real life. And I think they're trying to make it make you seem like if a woman dies here, she doesn't die here. But if a man dies here, he dies for real. Makes no sense. Because they're both then, hooked up to the same shit. How, okay, but answer this for me. Because this is the part that really pissed me off. Once I left the movie theater, I thought about it for five minutes. I was very angry. And then I said, wait a minute. So the, for X amount of time, who knows how, many, how much time, Harry Styles' character is leaving The Matrix going to do work and make money so that he can keep him and his girlfriend in the matrix, right? Does this girlfriend have no family on the outside? I haven't talked to my daughter in six months, nine months, four months, two weeks. Her, do her co-workers not exist anymore? Hey, this doctor who showed up to work every day all of a sudden stopped showing this up for work. surgeon, yeah. This <laughs> surgeon, like this people, this normally normal woman who has friends and family literally just drops off the face of the earth. And, Bo, by the way, all the other women in here are also prisoners, but no one's supposed to find this. And so they're scrambling to make sure, I guess the point of scrambling to make sure she doesn't leave is that you don't want her to tell the people in the real world. But I, otherwise, I didn't really know or care why we had to catch her. It, it just literally made no sense. And I, and I will say this. It is hard. This is the hardest. I think Sean Fennessy said this on his pod, and I loved it. This is the hardest genre to make a movie in sci-fi psychological thriller that is literally the hardest genre to make a movie in there are some cool shots in this movie the shot where they're on the table and they spin around and you see Florence Pugh getting her pussy ate through the through the glass is pretty cool when they're at the first meeting at, at Chris Pine's house and they do there's these three there's these little groups and all the women's group they're circling around the women's group and the men's group and kind of showing that like you've been thrown into this place you don't really know what's happening you don't really know if it's real I thought some of that stuff was really cool. The the glass, the the wall closing in off Florence Pugh just looked great. Her just putting saran wrap around her face, even though I saw it in the trailer, just really yeah, worked. Like in the movie, it. that shit was cool. But like, if you think about this movie longer than two seconds, it falls apart, which is perfectly fine with me. Except for this movie purports to be saying something. Olivia Wilde is in the press talking about how important this movie is that it exists. There are feminist movies that were made 50, 60, 70 years ago that get that get the message across better than this does. And it's 2022. Like it's just so it's so ham-fisted. I, I, I walked away being really upset with it, although I didn't have a bad time. I would give it a B minus. I just I, I thought it was nasty. I thought it was very nasty. If you're gonna have a movie with a message, give me the fucking message. But like just the way it was done, it was clear that the movie was done in the hands of somebody who was like not very good at what they're doing and just club footing everything across the screen, the little ballet scenes, which, Oh, control is good. And it's like, bro, you are hitting us over the head with this. And then the twist doesn't work. You can't set up, uh, you can't set up a sci-fi movie in that way. Uh, nice try. Love the, love the cinematographer, but she's already a great cinematographer. It's written badly. I go B minus. Um, it's a, it's a, like, I'm not taking points out. What'd you give it? B minus. B minus. A B minus? 
B minus. After all of that, I wanted to give it a C plus, but oh. but I want to give it a C plus. But I I did not for the first hour. I was I was not having a bad time. Also, Harry Styles is horrendous at acting. Like <laughs> he's not just like just there. He's actively in the way. Like he actually can't do this stuff, guys. It's, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm taking it to a C. I'm sorry. I'm taking it to a C. Harry Styles is bad, bro. I don't. I haven't seen my policeman. People say he's good in it. I don't. I, I would. I, I promise heard you he's not. awful in my I police. promise you he's not, bro. He's I not good. I have heard he is way. fucking terrible in that movie. He's Rami Malek level bad, Royden. He is. Get him out of here. Uh, no, don't, do as, don't do that to Rami Malik, bro. Don't, don't, don't. Rami Malik does have an last year regardless. Of I, I, don't fuck with, I don't fuck with Rami Malik, but let's not do that to Rami Malik. We ain't, we ain't got to do that to the man. Roy, which on one is worse at? Do you think Rami Malik is better at acting than Harry Styles? Yes, absolutely. 1,000%. Come on, no, guys. Wait, man, I can still I can get through a movie with Rami Malik in it and be like, like, fuck Rami Malik, but fine. Like this this movie, I was like, get Harry Styles the fuck off my screen, dude. Like, See, what are you I, doing? I never. I was more focused at, like on because they buried him. He was insignificant in this movie. That's he what I'm. That's you. what made the movie worse. Like, no, he didn't. He didn't actively bother me. If they have like a good Jack in this movie who can actually act and you know give you something, that makes everything about it better. Like the, the they, scene they was like but they hit Harry Styles for two hours, and then we're like, he's secretly an incel. He listens to podcasts and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be like, ooh. That, oh, the, I, the I don't scene, give a fuck because it's Harry the Styles. The scene where she finds out, she finds out, okay, the love of my life has betrayed me in this way. Like, you can't hide him in that scene. He has to be able to bring something to the scene, and he is just shit. He is just awful, and it takes you out of the moment immediately because it's just like, this guy can't do the emotional stuff. He, and also, I don't next, care he about can't do him. it. Like, I didn't care that they were in love before. I didn't care like that he's an incel in real life or whatever. I didn't care about any of it because they had to hide it in the entire goddamn movie. Chris Pine, I was like, I want more Chris Pine on my screen. I'm, he was I'm having fucking, a great time. Chris I'm Pine fucking was loving everything bad. Chris Pine is doing. <laughs> I want more Chris I Pine. That. I think he knew what movie he was he having was. a great time. He yeah, knew what he movie he was making. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I, I need more Chris did Pine. not know what movie she was in. But I, Chris Pine knew what movie he was in. I think we got to call it on Jim and Chan, y'all. I think it's over. Oh, oh not shit! It. Oh shit! I think it's over, bro. I don't. That's I not shit. fair, bro. I don't that's think she got fair. it. Bro. Look at dog. That's that's not fair. Look, okay, between what Eternals... You do it off of like and, 10 lines in this movie. No way. But The direction of this up, movie is so bad, we have to give her a mulligan, bro. We can't do that. We had enough... She had Chloe Zhao, fucking best director Oscar winner Ooh. for Eternals, and she was awful in that. Well, she wasn't hey, awful, I, but like... I think we should cancel good. Chloe Zhao and not Gemma Chan, <laughs> because Chloe Zhao fucking stinks. <laughs> Holy shit. No. I'm proud of that shit. If I gotta cancel one or the other, I'm picking. Uh, we, <laughs> are, we, are de- we are devolving on we just hate women on this podcast yeah, but, uh, right now. This Asian women specifically so, right now. Let's be <laughs> right now. But look, bro, I got I got to call it on Tim Matan. I'm sorry, I do. It's it's a wrap damn. That's crazy. I didn't know you were gonna do this. I gotta call it on Jim Chan, bro. I don't I don't see it. It's not. Damn, I thought I saw it with Crazy Rich Asians, but it just ain't there, man. I haven't seen damn. it since. Oh man. All right, Dex, go <laughs> ahead. I'll follow you up because uh, we're gonna save 
We're gonna sandwich your decent review between me and Teach shitting oh on this. Oh my lord! <laughs> Wait, do I think this movie is good? No, but it's fine. This movie was perfectly fine to me. If you watch the trailer and you were like, you know, oh, this seems pretty cool. It's Florence Pugh. It's Harry Styles. It's Chris Pine. Beautiful gowns. Olivia Wilde directed it. This seems like kind of trippy and cool and creepy. I mean, you got exactly what the trailer told you you were about to get. You know what I'm saying? When I saw like the reviews come out of like Venice or wherever, uh, yeah, this premiered at Venice. When I saw the reviews coming out and it was like a 27, a 31 or whatever. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking awful. Like this movie is going to fucking stink. And I watched it and I was like, this is fine. Like, this is okay. This is cool. Uh, I'm having a decent time. And then, you know, we get to the end, the twist. It feels very, you know, the village. It feels like the village meets the Matrix. Great meets, comparison. Yeah, the village meets the Matrix meets uh, fucking, you know, YouTube. But, like, it's I was going to say that I, I don't, like, this is my one point about the twist is that I, w- I called part of the twist from a mile away. I would have liked it better if it was like the village where it was like somehow they're in this utopian society that's outside of actual modernity. But instead, now we're in the Matrix too. No, just yeah. do one or the other. Like, <laughs> it's the metaverse, but the uh, village. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I get, I get it, right? You know, the whole like, it, I get the feminist angle of it, and I respect and appreciate that. That's cool with me. Um, you know. We got to, you know, stop letting uh, men and their toxic masculinity and not, you know, being breadwinners ruin things for women. Cool. I appreciate that. That's a totally fine message for this movie. Yep. But, like, the rest of it, it's, like, just completely okay to me. Except Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh rises above. Chris Pine rises above. Everyone else is fine to bad. Bad being Harry Styles. Uh, the script is not... <laughs> The script isn't script isn't good. Like I, I can't remember any lines from this movie off the top of my head, to be honest. Uh, but like it's, you know, it didn't ruin it for me. Uh, there's a lot of creepy imagery in this that's like really unsettling, to be honest. And uh, I was with that. I don't I don't remember the the name of the black lady in the movie, but like her like slitting her throat and falling off the house, genuinely disturbing and creepy and weird. Uh, all the shit that she had going on was fucking weird. Olivia Wilde was not terrible as an actress, but uh, you know, as a director, I think she had some good ideas, but she's just not a good enough director yet to really make this a good movie, which is fine. It's her second movie. You know, she doesn't have to be fucking Scorsese at this point. Like, the problem was is how big it was publicized. Yeah. Yeah, and then like that kind of got balanced out a little bit by everyone, all the critics saying how bad it was, but you know, it ended up just being an okay movie to me. And I gave it a B. Uh, I had, I'd watch it again, to be honest. Like I wasn't, I wasn't bothered by it at all. I really liked Florence Pugh's performance as always. That's, you know, y'all know that's my queen. That's, that's why we do what we do on this podcast. That's like point Florence Pugh. But uh, yeah, man, it was, it was fine. The twist is not, you know, great or anything, but it didn't break the movie for me personally. 
And uh, yeah, I kind of come away from this movie being like, what? What was everyone talking about? You know, like <laughs> on both sides of it, people who were super hyped for it, people who were super down on it. It's like, just just watch the movie and it's fine. <laughs> I I, th- I think this movie is actively bad at points. Me too. That's that's when like, Harry Styles it, is talking. Yeah, I, I, and it's not even the Harry Styles thing. Like I was just saying, like I, he's just not in the way for me, and so that was fine. I also, it has been like now, uh, I think two weeks or a week and a half since we saw this movie, and I completely forgot about it. It's so <laughs> forgettable. Like I, 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 in the lexicon of when when we're on our deathbeds and reviewing, uh, still reviewing movies to hundreds of people. Uh, on this on this podcast and we go back through the lexicon of florence pew movies we'll be like what was don't worry darling oh yeah well, no, oh was, like, yeah harry styles she had she had beef like at the like at yeah, the was, show or yeah something. that thing yeah all right so anyway didn't chris um, Pine get spit on or something yeah <laughs> i i think this movie at points is actively stupid um and I, and I and I don't want to besmirch the filmmakers. I just think that the points today we're trying to make fell so flat. And I think they're good points worth making. And like we said on this show, we just did a whole podcast about about the woman king and and uh, giving elevating women into these roles. Uh, this this movie was just falls flat on what it's on what it's actively trying to say about uh, by making uh harry styles uh, an ugly incel person for no absolute <laughs> they, they tried to make him ugly folks they tried they tried their hardest Did y'all that has that? to be a meme him, like when, bad skin when, and stuff he looked incredible i i want them to make incel harry into a meme because he looked phenomenal i loved it i thought i was like great job they ugly that man up Great job. I love that he's an incel. That was the only thing about the twist that I actually liked. They literally just they made him Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, they just made him Aaron Rodgers. Just... <laughs> like down to listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I, I What's his face? Jordan Peterson or whoever is watching the, or uh, watching this movie. I don't see what's actually wrong with this movie. <laughs> I kind of like yeah. this Harry Styles guy with the beard. It's making this some really great sounds great. Um I just I just think the the twist and how how long it took to get there was also really insane. The the whole second act of this act of this movie plots along like you wouldn't even believe. It just keeps repeating itself over and over and over again they could have shaved i think 30 minutes off of this movie i really think that they could have by making like it's basically how many ways can we show florence Pugh going crazy for like 35 minutes and it becomes at points i'm not gaslighting you you're not or you're crazy the movie and i just there's only so many ways that you can say that and yes there is beautiful gowns Everyone, it, the 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 set design. Shout out to them. They almost deserve an Oscar. This looked great. Movie sounded great. The cinematography looked great. The costume design was great. But you yeah. know your movie for general audiences, which is who I think we kind of review these movies for, is not great. When I was like, hey, you know the costume design was really great in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? Costume design was great. I I loved some of the the song choices they used in the uh, soundtrack. Very I just nice. Florence Pugh is great. What just happened? Okay, sorry. Florence Pugh is great. Obviously, she absolutely carries this movie. Without her, this movie, without somebody as talented as her, or maybe like Saoirse Ronan or something, this movie falls so flat, it would be unbelievable. Yeah, Florence um, Pugh is just sitting there cracking an egg with nothing in it. And I'm like, this is riveting. <laughs> if you yeah. put Saoirse Ronan in the lead of this film, it is, I agree with you, it, it is down a letter grade. Like, Florence Pugh is doing that much lifting. No, She's I'm just... saying, I'm saying if you, if you have somebody as talented as Saoirse Ronan, but let's say it's, it's, not to like Chloe Grace Moretz or something like that. No, it doesn't work. You know, well, it already doesn't work, but it now you're talking about you're in D territory. You put and I like Chloe, but no, that's not good. It, it just it, it, if somebody with that isn't as committed and or has the screen presence of Florence Pugh, which we, I mean, obviously she's she's a beautiful person, but like she's been proven to like just command whatever scene that she's in. She was stealing scenes for like Scarlett Johansson and other, other great actors in, in a, in a Marvel movie. So like she just has been known to like demand the screen at, at points. And so it, yeah, she was up it, there with David Harbour, Rachel Weiss, and uh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Everyone was like, it's Lawrence Pucci. She's going places. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I think it, if it if it wasn't her uh, or somebody of that caliber, it really ooh, might have been even rougher. Um, How much better it, is this movie with Shia LaBeouf instead of Harry Styles? Allegations. It is better. <laughs> it is, yeah, allegations. it is a better movie with it Shia LaBeouf. It is a better movie, but is it a different role? That we don't know. So like, you still so have like, the same issue that the two leads don't have works. any chemistry. If you put Shia LaBeouf there, though. It's you don't know that. I don't know that. I don't yeah. know that. She was actually scared of him. That that started. That yeah. started this. This that whole thing. Like, like she's like, that guy's a creep. Yes. Oh, is that no what way. that was? Yes. Oh, that's how this all started. Oh, I thought it was. Okay, so I didn't know that. So yes, that would that would. I mean, you believe him more as an incel. Oh, uh, definitely. Man, and he's got that change. And he's nine times the actor of Harry Styles. Not that that it's a, a lot. I mean, Dex could act nine times better than Harry Styles too. So I'm not even <laughs> trying to give him a compliment, but like, yeah, I, I think that does make the movie better, but you still have the chemistry problem. for sure. Like I said, he wasn't actively in the way. The one time that he like, yes, he is not a good actor. The one time that he was act, asked to like show emotion when they drag her out of the car or whatever. And he's yeah. just like fake screaming. Like, Incel like, oh, noises. No. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> when they have him say more than one sentence at a time. It was it was a bad bad look. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm not gonna downgrade this movie just because of his performance. Would it have been an upgrade? You should. If, if somebody, I don't know who, like, I don't know how great of an actor Tom Holland is, but would this this would have been better hairstyle? <laughs> yeah. Don't they, what is that called in baseball? Like the uh the wins above replacement. No, no yeah. war, yeah. Yeah, you the the war is is out of this world. If you put the average actor there, even if you switch Nick Kroll into the lead into that role, which he was <laughs> not suited for, you still make a better movie with Nick Kroll replacing Harry Styles. Although it's clear that the director of this movie, who happens to be fucking Harry Styles, thinks that Harry Styles is the most beautiful man in the world. The way that he's being shot, you can tell he's supposed to be some man candy, but I don't know. I just don't find Harry Styles that attractive. He's a good-looking guy, but like he's not Brad Pitt and Fight Club good-looking. Like I, yeah. I it, he doesn't he's, he doesn't wear a suit like that. He's 
Well, I, the, a very Gen Z on, type of attraction. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe, this, maybe this, what it is. This, this is different. This is this generation's type of attractive Tennessee. Okay, Chalamet. you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm too old. I was like, no, give me some, give me some man candy there. I don't want to see fucking hair. Give me styles. a buff guy, just a yeah. real, <laughs> give me a real hair. Says Give me some abs on the screen. <laughs> yeah, it feels like uh, Gen Z is moving. To, like everyone is moving towards the middle of whatever that spectrum is called. Like I forget what it is. Right. But yeah, like, everybody just wants everyone to be kind of in the middle of whatever spectrum that is, and that's that's what how they get down. Which you know, um, I respect them. Yeah. So I I, I think. And I don't want to project, but it felt it did at times because we know the background of of Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis and so on and so forth. It felt at times like this was a movie made by a person mad at their spouse. Yes, definitely. And I text y'all that and I was like, this is this feels like a movie where a breakup was going on by the person yeah. who was making it and thus is the yeah. content of the movie but it also felt that way when you were watching it you're like oh this person doesn't like who they're with literally there's a line in this film the only line i remember where florence Pugh screams but i like my job i like working and that's when i was like yo this is this was just awful like okay this dude is mad because he's he's not fucking making uh, her uh, making him tuna fish sandwiches at midnight because she's fucking working and saving lives. He's like, oh, but what about my dinner? I'm eating cat food now. So she's like, I liked my job. And I was like, God, that really feels like the director is going through a breakup, who happens to be going through a breakup, and was mad because she was too busy and her boyfriend wanted a more traditional woman at home. And that's that why dude this movie has been, was that, that woman has been saving lives. She has been knuckle deep in, like, heart and chest trying to save people's lives. And then everybody, he, she comes home and he, he won't have sex with her boyfriend that's been sitting in piss and shit and sweaty balls and shit all day. And Fucking she, watching oh, she won't have sex with, She won't have sex with me. You stink. She's been doing literal surgery, and I guarantee he smells worse than her when she gets home. He <laughs> actually smells worse. She's been literally cutting people open, and he probably smells much worse than she does. Like, you know, she's gonna fuck you, bro. Mom. Get a fucking job and turn that podcast off. <laughs> Why won't my wife have sex with me? Because you smell like ass. Wash your butt. Like that's what you wash your butt. You've been, oh, you've been sitting. You've been sitting in Nike sweatpants, watching. <laughs> Listening oh to Alex nah, Jones. Man, man, to man, Nike, dog. That man is not a Nike champion. <laughs> starter, <laughs> starter. He only gets Nike for Christmas, but she buys us. He is not buying no Nike. <laughs> also, do doctors not make good salaries? Like, why are they living in that hellhole? I thought the same thing. That their their house did not look particularly nice. Their apartment looked like shit. Yeah, she's a surgeon. I don't like, know. Babe, I swear to God, this cryptocurrency thing is going. Is just... <laughs> it's the future, that's, babe. That's the scene they cut. He invested all their money in crypto, and they went broke, and they had to move into a shitty apartment. <laughs> why won't she fuck me? Because Dogecoin went under, you piece of shit. You know why they put him in that apartment? It's because he's got to keep leaving the Matrix to go pay for stuff. So if he was already wealthy, he wouldn't ever have to leave the Matrix. And so he's got to go to work. Like the other dudes, they literally were just like, oh, just put him in a shitty apartment without explaining the fact that he's dating a literal surgeon who isn't would not be broke and would not be living in this shitty apartment with this guy. It doesn't yeah. make sense. 
it, it, Man, it, there's it, so it, many little things rushes. that you're like, ugh, if this was a better director, this would be so cool. Like, it, uh, sorry, Olivia Wilde's character, Olivia Wilde's character choosing to live in the Matrix for forever because she can still have her kids. Not explained. That would be a really Not cool concept. Just really dropped cool it and then kept the movie. This would be a better, if it was a TV series and you could expand on some of these ideas where it was like, you could have a vignette of Olivia Wilde's character. You could have a vignette of like Chris Pine and dig into their backgrounds a little bit. Then this starts to, this world starts to build a little bit more. I'm fine with movies just being movies. Like not everything, everything is now a TV show. Like I'm fine with that, but there's no world. It's all surface level here. It's all surface level. And like it, it is explained away in the Harry Styles thing. We keep harping on this scene, but it is literally one scene. She comes home from surgery. She won't have sex with him after like performing <laughs> surgery all day, which duh. Like, I just like, I just, maybe somebody died. I don't want to have sex with your smelly dick. No, thanks. He like, literally says, where you been? I thought you were coming home at 10. She's like, I got off late. I was in surgery. And also I can't have my phone in the OR. And he was like, okay, are we fucking tonight or not? And she was like, no. no. That was the scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And that's that how he decided to enslave her? Yeah. <laughs> that explains why he makes her like li live in this hellhole for, you know, I just, it just, it's explained away so casually. I, I haven't given a grade. I give this a C minus. I'm close to a D. I do not like this movie at all. And we got out of it and, you know, it, it, and I wish I could. I wish I could like things just for what they are, but I, I, I can't with this. It just is not good. It isn't good. It is saved by how it looks and how people look on the screen and how good of an actress Florence Pugh is. I, That's it. Oh, and Chris Pine had fun. Like, okay, sure. He had a great time. Dude, Chris Pine was dope in this movie to me. I'm not going to lie. I, I love this character, to be honest. Like, they, didn't, they didn't expand on him at all. Yeah, I wanted more of it, which like is a is kind of a good thing for their villain, like that I want to see more of them. But and he doesn't yeah, even have a final conversation with the main character, which yeah, doesn't Jim make any sense. Like stabs it, which was so it, strange. It, what? Why was Jim Chan even in this movie? Not even shitting on her performance. I'm just talking about the character. It made no sense. Like she had no role to play in this movie. Actually, like it could have just been Chris Pine, who was unmarried or had 19 different wives as opposed to one. Like, we literally didn't need to have that character. The only thing that Gemma Chan got to do was she got to give uh, Florence Pugh some bars at dinner. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like that from Jim, from Gemma Chan right there. That's a good scene. And then that was it. Then she stabbed Chris Pine. And then that was the end of their, their moments together. But I will say, I realized something about myself watching this movie. I did not realize. I always loved Florence Pugh because she's phenomenal. She's an incredible actress. She is doing everything that you love about her in this movie. But I realized in this movie that I think that I find her attractive, which is not something I thought before. She's not my type. Like, that's not my type. But I thought she just looked gorgeous, like, in these scenes against these beautiful backdrops. I just thought, like, I was like, wow, she's not only is she crushing it, but she looks gorgeous. And I had not ever seen her in a movie and thought that. I had never thought that before. So this is a very good-looking movie, and I have to give them props for that. And, you know, Florence Pugh is doing all she can to keep them in the game, but... They're still down 35 going into the fourth quarter, but she she had a great game. I, I can't hate on her for it's that. It's like the Rockets when all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, Eric Gordon has like 35 points, and the Rockets <laughs> pull within 25. <laughs> 
You're just like, I was what? thinking about that, like that last LeBron that game in Cleveland the first time, where it was like, yeah, you're, he's leaving these bums. There's no way. <laughs> you can see, like, no, he's not staying there. He's just gone. He's not staying, bro. Like when they lost to Boston or whatever that was, like back back in the day, like the first time he left Cleveland, I was like, yeah, he, he ain't coming back here. Like, nah. <laughs> and, and I do starting think- pitcher gets no run support. It's tough to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Noah Syndergaard out here should be the Cy Young winner. Can't get any wins. I think the degree of difficulty between making a movie like Booksmart and making a movie like Don't Worry Darling should be considered. It's not like she just has no chops. I don't think that Olivia Wilde has no chops. I just think that the kind of movie that she made in her first film was a much more easy, much more accessible thing to make. Not saying that it's not good. It's it's actually really good. I enjoy the movie. But this is not easy to make. Five years, probably. Yeah, it's like it's it, it's great. I would I would go back and watch. I haven't went back and rewatched it, but I would definitely go back and rewatch it. I had a great time with it. But make this is like there are people who have been making sci-fi their entire careers that are trying to make movies like she tried to make as a one-off. Then the first time she's trying to make this kind of genre, and it takes a lot more than just having a vision to make these kind of movies. And I think that she got the look of it right, but I don't think that she got anything else right other than the main character being cast as the right person. I don't think she's trying right. to do this for 20 years. And he exactly. Can't and so it like, back. You can't just walk into a sci-fi twist movie and just think that you're going to just do it because you can't just have a twist for the sake of having a twist. That twist has to shock, has to give a shock and awe. And literally, I, people were audibly groaning when the twist happened, like all yeah. over my theater. I roll. It was not pretty. People were like, oh, like it was, it, it, you should never want that response. That's the response that you don't want when you reveal your twist. That's just, it's just not good. It's just not a good way to devise a film around a twist. If that's the twist, then just don't make it a twist movie. Just just tell us from the beginning and let us watch the story. But I just, they've made a lot of mistakes, man. Honestly, I think this movie is like better received if they just like drop it on stream, you know? Like, oh, absolutely. I agree. I think this was on Hulu tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I people would have been like, oh, that was, a, that was dope. That was cool. Florence Pugh was great, you know? Like, and that would have been it. Like, if they had just dropped this movie straight to streaming, but, you know. HBO Max, but yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I, just, I wanted to put Florence Pugh into everything. She is just such a joy to watch on screen, man. She is, she is her. She's really her, bro. I know we say that a lot on this podcast, but, y'all, if you're going to watch this movie, just revel in the fact that she is giving you bars. She's giving you everything, and she's making a lot out of a little because they don't give her, give her a lot to work around her with. And she's got to make Harry Styles somehow look like an actor, which looks like the most impossible thing in the world. All life, Alice. All life. (laughs) (laughs) We could lose this. What was up with his British accent? It was literally going in and out. And I was just like, which like his American accent wasn't terrible when they like had him speak outside of the major. But it's like, dude, you're British. Like, why do you sound so bad? Like, you are a British person. Like, I happen to. I said it's almost like he was so focused on doing the American accent that he forgot what he sounded like. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do I sound like? They literally were like, we're going to make you British in the major because you can just talk British the whole fucking time. And he like couldn't do it. (laughs) I happen to be watching this movie. Johnny Depp sounds British now. Like, bro, you're from like New York. It's I was finding out Robbie Mallory is from California. You're like, dude, why do you talk like that? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I watched this movie with a British person. About 20 minutes into the movie, she leaned over to me and she said, What do you think of his British accent? I said, Isn't he British? And she goes, 
Yes, exactly. That's why I'm confused. His British <laughs> accent sounds horrible. <laughs> the uh, the one the one redeeming scene I feel like in this movie, and I, it really did highlight um, Florence Pugh more than anything. But I think Chris Pine was like, he's too handsome to be as menacing as they were trying to be, which I think was kind of what the idea was. Nah, bro, I bought it. I bought it the whole time. I, maybe it's because, maybe that's like a cultural difference. Like, I don't trust handsome white men. I feel like they all have to be shady. Like, you know that's what fair. I'm saying? Yeah. To me, like, to me, the most shady white men look like Mark Zuckerberg. In real life, he yeah, doesn't look too. like, he, in real life, he's not beautiful. So I thought it made sense because everybody looks more beautiful in this thing. Even though Nick Kroll, like, I feel like Nick Kroll should look like that on the outside. But what does he look like in the Matrix? I just thought that was weird. I thought everybody was beautiful in the Matrix. And then. Nick Kroll is just like regular looking. It's like, oh, okay. Like, maybe he didn't yeah, stand up for, for the me, it's like, upgrade. You see a dude who looks like Chris Pine or Army Hammer or any of those like traditionally handsome white guys, you're like, oh, can't be trusted. Y'all fuck shit. Like, gotta be. You know what I'm saying? So he was definitely menacing to me. <laughs> uh, to me, th- those dudes are Mark Zuckerberg and company. That's a good all one. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is not handsome and he's the worst human of all time. Um, so, but the best scene to me was at the dinner table when she's going through all of their backstories and stuff. Loved it. That was the best scene when that, that yeah. tip for tat of them. And she's like, you can tell that she's onto it, but it feels like she's slowly breaking too because they're all like gaslighting her, which is <laughs> just what this movie is. But uh, yeah, so I thought that was, if we're pointing out like one scene in particular that was really good, it was that. Um, also, Harry Styles dances really weird for a pop star. Like you would That's think, weird. That he he should be able to do that, right? Yeah, him yeah. dancing around. I don't weird. know what the jo- like. There was something around the like sort of dance, you know, thing that he was like controlling him like a puppet or so or something. Uh, Is that how you read that scene? Because I read it the same way. That's but I more don't, of how that's not what was actually happening. Yeah. I read it. I was like, no, he's being controlled. He's like not in control. But then he wasn't being controlled. So then he I was like, something, why was he I dancing think he like said, that? I think he said dance monkey in the in the uh, thing. So I don't yeah, he know. he does. I was like, okay, he's being controlled. But then when the twist happens, you're like, so Harry Styles is just dancing like that on his own? I was a little confused about that. I thought he was yeah, being Maybe it's not like a, like a control thing exactly, but it's like, you know, it's still a, like a, like a, video game like a vr situation you know like you're still like being rendered kind of weird i guess like i don't know like it's i think it's just that harry styles doesn't know how to dance <laughs> but he does yeah, like we've seen him do it <laughs> well i haven't seen him do it but i would assume he dances better than that if he's a pop star but a lot of these pop stars don't dance it's a different time so maybe but yeah that whole that whole scene like i mean i i guess it kind of just depends on how you want to look at it like it could be good foreshadowing or it could be giving away the twist, but it was like, oh yeah, this is obviously some intel shit. And they're like, yelling like, whose world is this? It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is definitely some we tiki know, tori we shit. We know chance of shit like this. <laughs> yeah, this is some tiki tori shit right here. Like, I can see yours as well. Like, so yeah, it just kind of depends on how you want to look at it. Like, if it's just good foreshadowing or if it's like just giving away your twist. But yeah, that was odd. I just can't get over the fact that Ben Shapiro is going to watch this and be like, I thought they had some really good ideas. <laughs> ben Shapiro's never watching this movie. <laughs> Way too many women on screen for Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah. Weird. Who, none of the incels. Ben Shapiro the watches the cunnilingus scene. He's like, what's that? 
<laughs> my wife has never asked me to do that. Now my wife wants me to do that. Olivia Wilde, you owe me an apology. Oh my god. Anyway, I don't have any more on this film. Um, me neither. It'll come we don't to need HBO. To more about this. It, we've talked about it for forty-five minutes, but like, it'll come to HBO Max. It's okay. Sure. I'm more interested in Florence Pugh's Nights Project. To be, we are supporting honest. Florence Pugh on this podcast. We did our duty. We all went to go see the movie, and she is still her. No notes for, for no notes. Quite for frankly, I'm more interested in whatever whatever Olivia Wilde does next. I'm done talking. I'm I'm so done with whatever <laughs> controversy this fucking shit. Like, yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm over it. I was over it before the movie even came out. To be completely honest with you, and she's uh, definitely gonna make something else because she's making the it money. Made back, money. That's it made money. It made money, and that's yeah. fine. Like yep. if this would have been a flop on top of the bad reviews, she yep. may have been done in these streets. But oh, yeah, she would have been cooked forever. Like if this, was, she would have been cooked. Didn't make she's any not money be also, cooked. but she's back. Yeah, she's yeah. So I'm more interested. She got at least one more in her. <laughs> I got one more in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, so we're gonna draft, uh, which we haven't done in a long time, but I'm I'm actually really excited about this one. Dex wrote an article mm, five, six months ago now about top actors under 30, actors, actresses under 30. Um, I don't know. How many did you did? 10? Did you do 10? Uh, yeah, I gave a top 10, but I gave a bunch of honorable mentions so that I didn't count. So, yeah, there's a so lot. So, we're going to, yeah, we're going to do a draft. Um, our top five. Because uh, we were going to have too much overlap, I feel like, on on a list of ours. So let's do a draft. Let's go oh, these lists are Dex, Royden, Teach. God damn it. <laughs> Dex, Royden, Teach. I appreciate you giving me the first pick. You know, I'm I knew. I mean, oh, like, it God is what it is. <laughs> I, I've never seen an actress before, at least not one this young, or just every single movie that you're in that she's in you come away from it being like yeah she's her like every time like i've never mm-hmm. seen a performance from her where i've just been like you know that was fine like you know she she was okay whatever it's like no nah, every single time it's like yeah she's she's got it like midsummer fucking uh even don't worry darling fighting with my family like a fucking wwe movie where she's like pretending to be a wrestler it's like yeah she's her she's got it so yeah Y'all, y'all know what it is. That's that's the young goat, Florence Pugh. Multiple Oscars coming soon. That would have been my my pick as well. I'm gonna go with her co-star. Uh, some would say the next Meryl Streep, if not already. Multiple Harry Oscar nominees. <laughs> <laughs> Four-time Oscar nominee, the young goat, truly, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, yeah. She has been nominated. Four times already for Little Women, Lady Bird, Brooklyn, and Atonement. All right. She it's reeled time, off she reeled off a, a LeBron type run. 16, 18, and 20 for best actress. That's insane. <laughs> she was also really Guys. good in that new one. See how they run, even though that movie is like just like decent. Do not tell me that Sarah Sharona is bad. I will not hear it. Shut up. I'm not saying that she's bad, but she is not she does not belong at this place. I know she has all these awards. First of all, Lady Bird is awful and little women was not great. And also she doesn't have the best performance in little women. I don't really understand the hype. I'm not saying that she's bad. I would not say that. I think that she's good. Uh, I do not think that she is on the Florence Pugh level. Well, I don't think any of those young actresses are on the Florence Pugh level, 
uh, not even my queen Zendaya, who is going to be my pick. I don't think that she's on the Florence Pugh level either, but I definitely would take Zendaya over Sosha Ronan because uh, that is insane Sosha, to me. No disrespect. Sosha Ronan could not do what I seen uh, Zendaya do uh, when she's supposed to be high on crack. I could skip. Sosha Ronan could not do that. Skip. The stats would disagree and back me up. Skip. Skip. <laughs> the uh, stats so are in my favor in this one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm going to take Zendaya there. And uh, next, I'm going to take... Oh, God. There's all these white people. (laughs) (laughs) It's under 30, bro. There's a few. There's a few black people in there. And, you know, Asian and otherwise that you can can grab. How old is Daniel Kaluuya? Over 30, I want to say. 35? All my favorite actors and actresses are over 35. Maybe that says something about me and and, and not uh, these young kids. Uh, There's all these people that I kind of like. Okay. Fuck it. I'll take Anya Taylor-Joy. I like her. I like Anya Taylor-Joy a lot. Ah, I think that she's cool. Um, I do like her and stuff. She made me buy a chessboard. Big facts. She literally (laughs) made me purchase a chessboard. I have not actually used it to play any chess, but she's also in The Witch, which is great. Uh, And I like Anya Taylor-Joy. Whenever she shows up on screen, I like her and stuff. Um, So I'll take her. Really good in Amsterdam, by the way. I I can't wait to see that. I can't wait. I need to ignore the fact oh, that oh, one oh, of you, my you can wait. in it. You, you can wait, for sure. <laughs> it's, but she's it really not good? good. <laughs> it's, it's fine, right? It, yeah, it's cool. Like, But it ain't, like, you know. I knew it couldn't be great because I had my ops in there. And I knew when I see my ops on screen, it's probably not going to be the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna... And apparently there's an op behind the camera, allegedly, or something. I don't know. Oh, shit. I don't know that whole There's situation. some controversies? Apparently, I haven't really looked into it, oh, but every time uh, I tweet yeah. about it, people tell me like David O. Russell what? is the ops. David O. Russell is his. Oh yeah, he's definitely the ops. Historically, has been if if not like a, there's some there's some legal stuff that I think that may be weird with him, but uh, like on set, he's historically like a menace. So that's not even allegedly like there's video of it of him arguing and and being combative with his co-star with his movie stars which is crazy that christian bale has now been in like eight of his movies May yeah something. and like yeah christian bale and rami malik and uh margot robbie and somebody else uh, yeah it was just those three they were like on stage doing like a q a and stuff with him which was weird to yeah. find out that he's apparently the ops after that but anyway we keep moving uh it's fun, fun fact Fun Go fact, ahead. what's his face? Um uh George Clooney punched him in the face. Oh, dope. If Clooney punched him in the face, he definitely deserved it. But in his defense, if I was directing Rami Malik, I'd probably not be the best per- version of myself either. Because that guy's <laughs> he hasn't been the best version of himself since like uh <laughs> <laughs> Um so I think the Royal Titan Bombs was the movie I'm talking about. But uh yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and get him off the board just because I, I know I might not get him in the turn. Tom oh, Holland. Oh. You wouldn't Box have got office. him in the turn? <laughs> Box you, office You scared goat. me, but uh, that, that's great. That, that's Box great you scared me. office goat. I'm not – I don't know how good of an actor he is, but he has been in like $5 billion projects. So He's better than Chalamet, and Chalamet's still oh, on the for board. Sure. So, I, so I'll take yeah. that. Chalamet is going to stay on the board for at least all of my points. <laughs> not him. I don't get the Chalamet. I may have to pick him just for like for 
just to say it. you did it. Sure, but <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I agree, but I just I don't get it. I just there's something I just don't get about it. I just don't get it. It's not there for like he's he's not bad. He's just not like what he was supposed to be to me. Uh, uh, so you get two. So. Are we saying under 30 specifically, or can we do 30 and under? Because I got one who's 30. 30, 30 and under. Let's no, you can do 30. Right. You can do 30. All right. Then, yeah. So, I'm going to take uh, John Boyega. Cause yeah. He, good pick. Uh, yeah. He's 30 now. John Boyega uh, turned, is not over 30? I, I uh, just turned 30 this year. Uh, back in March, apparently. He was, yeah, like, he's, he was uh, like 18 and attacked the block. He was young. Wow. He's, He's really fucking good, dude. I saw, uh, you know, everyone saw the Star Wars movies, and he was the best part of those until they said you can't be in our movies anymore because you're black. But uh, <laughs> he was he was really good in the Woman King. Uh, I saw that movie Breaking that he just did, uh, Michael K. Williams' last film, and he was really good in that too. He like has to basically carry that movie on that his back. Best John Q. impression. Uh. I haven't seen Doc Hugh in a long ass time, but from what I remember, probably. <laughs> but he was really good at it. You know, he played like a like a veteran who like robbed a bank because you know the VA fucked him over and all this other shit. And he, he played that really well. That can get kind of corny after a little while, I feel like, but he he made it work. Like and uh yeah, he showed me a little more range than I thought he had just off of you know seeing him in Star Wars and other like big projects and stuff like that. So I'm gonna take John Boyega. Best thing about John Boyega is he's gone up and like basically called the mouse or people who have worked for the mouse racist, and everybody was like, Thank God yeah. you said it. Holy shit. <laughs> Everyone was it. like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh so this one, she uh she came out the gate hot. Fell off a little bit, but now she's back, and uh, I'm gonna I'm take her here. I'm gonna take Haley Seinfeld. Mm. She came, she came out the gate at like what, like 11 years old or something like that, and True Grit, or like she might have been younger than that. Like, I think she everyone... was, I don't know, like 13 and got nominated for an Oscar because that's one of the youngest people to ever get nominated for an Oscar or something. Yeah, something like that. She was young as hell in True Grit, and everyone was like, "Oh, this kid's got fucking next." And then she did a lot of, you know, mostly nothing. But you know now she's back. She's dropping music with Anderson Park and shit. She's dropping know? music. She's in the MCU. Things are looking she's up in for the her. MCU. She was the best part of a Transformers movie, like and made it good, which is a very hard thing to do. There's only been like three other people in history who've ever done that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got I got Haley Seinfeld. I'm excited to see whatever she does. Uh, you know, next in the MCU and outside of the MCU. I think she's still. She's still coming up. She's still going places. It's a very good pick. Also has the uh, Oscar nomination to boot. She was like, go back and watch that True Grit movie. I really, really love that movie. She's going toe to toe with Jeff fucking Bridges in that movie. Like, and as Matt a child, Damon. yeah, as a kid. <laughs> it's it, insane. Directed by the uh, by the oh, uh, the brothers. brothers. What's their name? Uh, oh my god. The Coen Brothers? The Coen yes, Brothers. That, that was so, that's yeah. such a brain fart. I do that all the time. But yeah, directed yeah, by the, the Coen Brothers. <laughs> Those guys. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm taking this based off of... Um, it's like a guy... This this guy's like a guy that... that Wait, is, are you getting two? You don't get two. I do get... I get one. Yeah, I took Haley Seinfeld, not him. Oh, got to get it. I'm taking this guy. This guy is like a... 
you know when a bench player gets a big contract in the NBA because he like he all of a sudden was scoring 15 points a game and and he did that consistently for a few years and then somebody takes a takes a gamble on him and he turns into an all-star kind of yes. the James Harden effect um <laughs> I'm taking Barry Kewen oh, oh I like that taking Barry like Kewen or Keegan how do you pronounce his name I think, I think it's Kewen yeah so the killing of the sacred deer uh phenomenal he cinema is right there phenomenal cinema dunkirk the green knight which i'll hate but that's i mean it's there the movie stinks eternals <laughs> which stinks he was good in eternals though that's the whole thing yeah, he gets worst. all these in- incredible projects but he's going to be now in the Banshees of Inisherin, and he is the Joker. Which is apparently the, the the hotness. Like apparently that shit is yeah. the bomb. I can't wait to see it. So he belongs in the Joker. Joker Just looking at him, he belongs in the Joker. He's an interesting looking cat, but like, he's a he's a good actor. <laughs> he belongs in it. And that's isn't he the worst the, the worst fucking person in the world or whatever that show was called? Uh, he was the lead of that show. It was pretty good on Netflix. I remember that. He's so good. yeah, I like him. I uh, he was in Love Hate on Netflix, but um, yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 taking I'm taking a speculation pick on uh, Barry Kewen. I got it wrong. It's the end of the fucking world. That's what that show was called. That wasn't um, him. Wait, that's not him. No. Oh, I'm getting confused with somebody else then. Okay, never mind. Forget I said that. All right, but I got two picks. Uh, here I'm taking uh Queen, um. She just stole my heart this year on screen. Uh, I'm taking Kiki Palmer. I've always loved Kiki Palmer, but mm-hmm. I now think that she has real movie star potential after seeing her in Hustlers and seeing her in Nope. I just oh, think she that she's so good star. at Hustlers. And I just, I just can't wait to see more of her on screen. She's just phenomenal. Every time I see her on screen, it's a treat. I'm definitely taking Kiki Palmer, and I haven't even seen her newest movie where she's like a what is that she's like she goes back in the past to slavery or some shit like that i forgot what that movie was called but i haven't seen it um and i'm also taking a Pelham. yes no no no, no that's, that's a, it's, it's that's a Janelle one. yeah i forgot what the movie was called but i'm i still haven't seen it um and then i'm also taking I, i'm taking her as a value pick right now I'm taking Sydney Sweeney, bro. I think Sydney Sweeney is a Ooh, has got bonk. some stuff going for. Her. It's not just because I uh, she's good looking. It's I think that she it does interesting work uh, on screen, and I'm gonna ignore the fact that apparently her parents were wearing uh, Blue Lives Matter merch. I'm gonna just ignore that altogether and say I'm betting on her uh, on her career going forward. Uh, I, I really love her and Euphoria. I thought she did a really good job in. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale, and I just like her. I just like seeing her show up and stuff. And I'm always interested to watch her more. So I'm gonna take uh, Sydney Sweetie here. She just keeps being around like Emmy projects and shit. Like, didn't the White Lotus just win every fucking yes. Emmy? Yes, and the White Lotus was great. Literally, all she was nominated for two Emmys for two HBO shows. That <laughs> shit. The White Lotus is really, really, really good, bro. I'm very excited for season two. It's great. I hadn't touched that uh, once. I haven't watch. seen it either. You I'm gonna get it. to it. I'm gonna get it's to phenomenal. it eventually, but it's I really good. Time yet. But yeah, she's like just constantly in good shit, but you know, it's a good sign. Let's see. Got that Margot yeah. Robbie energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh so wait, that you got two picks? That yeah, I, 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 okay, I okay. took two. Okay. Hmm. I got a couple directions I can go here. This is tough. Uh, but I gotta take 
This is a, this is another speculation pick, but she's also gotten rave reviews and everything that she's been in. Uh, Thomas and McKenzie. Yeah. So yeah. Jojo Rabbit, Leave No Trace, Last Night in Soho. Um, she was also like in a throwaway role in like Power the Dog. For a movie that stinks, but she wasn't bad. That yeah, film I stinks. Mean, but she continues to get really great projects and people continue to love her and, and stuff. So she's going to be in a lot of great shit. And she is only 22. So a lot more to, a lot more to come from Thomas and McKenzie. If you haven't seen Leave No Trace, uh, a movie that I don't think a lot of people did, Ben Foster, most underrated actor in all of cinema, go watch it. I think it's on, it's on Netflix right now. Leave No Trace is one of the better movies that no one has seen in the last like five years. So... Go check it out. Okay. So, very important. Are we doing four or are we doing five? I think you said five. At oh, five. I did say five. Oh, good. Yeah, let's do. Let's keep going. So, we got we got okay. one more round. Cool. Because I... We normally I had, do four, but let's do five. I was between two picks, and I was like, it'd be blasphemous for us to go through this entire list and me not pick one of these people, but I also like have an agenda to push for the other one, so I could do both now. Uh, so just because she hasn't been mentioned yet and I got to take her off the board, I'm taking Jodie Comer. Uh, oh, damn. Oh, man, I love her, man. She dude, she's so fucking good, dude. I love uh, her. Man. She all, almost was enough to make me finish watching Killing Eve, but that show got too fucking bad. Yeah, like, same. For me to keep same. It got very bad, but I, but there was about a season and a half where she was she was making me watch, and then I was, I was like, all right, this, this sticks, but she's great. She's been in so much stuff, and you ever like think about like you don't think that you're old, and then all of a sudden you look and she was like, oh, 93. Holy shit, she's only a year older than me. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, been in all this stuff. She's. I don't think she's old at all, but she's much away. younger than me. <laughs> what is she? Twenty nine now. Uh, yes, yeah, like. Yeah, great pick. She was good in you know. Uh, more serious shit like Killing Eve. I mean, Killing Eve got very unserious by the end. But like Free Guy? Yeah, she was good in Free Guy. She was good in The Last Duel, a movie that, you know, I still cape for. Uh, a movie that is yeah. good. A movie that is hashtag good. Yeah, shout out to The Last Duel and shout out to Jodie Comer. Then my, my other pick, every time we have this conversation, I have to bring her up because I think this kid is going places. Give me Julia Butters. Uh, she was a little girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, she was she was in a, a sitcom a couple years ago. She was the best character, and then she left the sitcom. But whatever, she was somehow good in The Gray Man. She was like the only person who was likable in that movie. They gave that they gave, they gave that poor girl nothing to do in that in that. Movie. <laughs> I mean, it was so yeah, boring. Yeah, I think she's like 13 or 14 years old now, and she's she's it. She's got it. If you don't follow her on she's Instagram, coming. follow her now, because she is adorable and, like, precious and a great actress. So, Julia so Bablemans coming up. Oh, yeah, she is. Uh, so, my next pick, uh, I'm going to continue the British wave that I'm on. Daisy Edgar Jones. Now, I know that y'all haven't seen anything that she's in. But if you haven't, I keep telling hey, you. Go, I saw where the card had say. Oh, yeah, that movie. That oh, ugh, All right. Um, <laughs> a completely fine movie. Uh, yeah. Okay, sure. Um, it. I just need her to pick good projects is where I'm at. 
too, because like a lesser, like I understand why you take the, where the crowd dancing movie, you know, should have been a financial success. I'm not quite sure that it was. No, it was. Uh, it made like a hundred million or whatever. No, it did it really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well then that's why you take the movie, but um, <laughs> normal people is one of the best like series that I've watched in a long time. And her and another person that y'all won't say named Paul Maz- Mezcal, who is going to be in uh, some upcoming movies that are really, really good. What apparently. Yeah, I know. Um, is they're, they're phenomenal together, but uh Oh wow, that movie did make a hundred million dollars. It made a hundred and thirty-one million dollars. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Dude, that, okay, that book was stupid. By the way, and it had a Taylor Swift soundtrack. Like it's it, that was gonna make money. Well, I thought it hadn't performed as well. Any, not, neither here is there. I just thought it like hadn't performed good on its opening weekend. But I guess isn't it, Taylor it, Swift in Amsterdam or something? Isn't she acting in something soon? Yeah, she's yeah. in Amsterdam. Ugh, two miles from that movie. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to take Daisy Edgar Jones. I think the, the future is incredibly bright for her. All right. I'm going to end out the draft here. I'm taking Ashton Sanders. Uh, he's already been in a, uh Oscar not Oscar winning best film. Uh, he was in Moonlight. He, he's one third of the main, main character. Um, he's also in, uh, what do you call that? Uh, equal, uh, Equalizer 2. He's also in uh, the Wu-Tang show, which is actually phenomenal on Hulu. It's a really great show. I've been keeping up with it. Um, and he was in Judas and the Black Messiah. And I just ah. think that he's great. There's something that he's doing. And every time I see him on screen, I just find him pretty interesting. The first time I saw him was in Moonlight. And I, that everybody knows how amazing and beautiful that movie is. Holy was. shit, he's playing Bobby Brown? Taken by him. I was yeah, just about Bobby to Brown say, too. this kid is, kid is already uh, playing talented. RZA and Bobby Brown. He's, <laughs> he's very talented. He does a great job playing the RZA. And the Wu-Tang show is about nine times better than it has any any right to be. And it should not be good. They're trying shit, and sometimes you're like, why why are we doing this? But it it is better than it has any right to do, right to be. And a lot of it is because he is the main character and he's just doing a phenomenal job. And I'm kind of interested in him. Every time I see him, uh, I, I look closer and closer. And I'm very interested to see him play Bobby Brown. Partially because Bobby Brown is the craziest and coolest person to ever exist and so playing a person like that can't be easy very excited for that ashton sanders he's going places young chadwick playing play. every historical figure yep <laughs> he's on the chadwick treadmill <laughs> uh all right so uh those are going to be our list i don't know if anybody wrote that it doesn't matter but uh yeah all right so dex wrote those down hopefully we'll tweet those out but it uh we always talk about like the death of movies on these podcasts and, and other podcasts talk about that. There's some movie stars. I feel like out here though. They're coming. Some legitimate. Tuso, Tuso, uh, I don't know how to say her last name. Tuso Medu. I'm telling y'all, she is going Medu. to be a movie star. Yes. Yeah. She, I, I cannot stop thinking about her performance in the woman King. I literally, it's been, it's stuck with me for a month now. I cannot stop thinking about how amazing she was. I thought that she was a kid. She happens to be 31. That won't stop my agenda, though. I'm going to keep watching this woman. I'm going to keep track of this woman. And I'm telling you, she's going places. But she's 31, so I couldn't pick her on this list. Can we pick Tom Cruise for this? Because he still looks like he's 30. (laughs) You can pick Tom Cruise for any list we've ever done on any podcast. Ever. (laughs) That's a a rule for the One Take Podcast. You can always pick Tom Cruise somehow. Tom Cruise, you know, you've got your soul was sold. 
Quanjanae Wallace's, your Marseille Martins, uh, you know. Marseille Martin is, is making money out here too, by the way. Marseille yeah, Martin is in everything. Everywhere. And she's like, doesn't she like write and direct? At this she point, writes you know? and she's also, she's like, she's like the star of movies now. Like she's literally getting her own films. Uh, we got to watch out for Marseille Martin. She's out there making bank, bro. Uh, we, uh, we'd be shout out to Caitlin Deaver. <laughs> Yeah, oh, she's probably actually one of the better actresses out of all of these people, too. Um, but we, we would be remiss to say that, like, even though she has weird things about uh, vaccines, Letitia Wright is literally just going to be the Black Panther here in, like, two Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's months. a good bet. That's a good bet to put on your team, but I, I'm still kind of um, nervous about her. Oh, she's, yeah, she's under she's 30. Great. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had assumed she was uh, the same age as... Uh, the other girl we were just talking about. What's her name? Uh, so Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lashana Lynch is 34. I was looking at her, too. She looks super young, and I need Lashana Lynch to ruin my life. Another one that I would have <laughs> picked, too, uh, Will Poulter, who is on the weight regimen from Marvel right now, and he looks insane. <laughs> Wade Regiment. Him going from We Are the Millers to Marvel products is in, is incredible. So Will Poulter, I, I would also put on there. What are we, do you guys know what we're gonna do next? Because at some point we're gonna have to talk about how bad Blonde is, but I don't know if I want to do a full episode on that movie because I don't want to finish. I it. think we you can talk I, to I you can talk about it now because <laughs> I'm hey, not gonna hey, watch it. I, you know how much we all love Anna De Armas, and not just because we are men who have eyes. Yeah, um, top five. We generally like. like her, but my God. Blonde is an absolute mess. I made it through about 30 minutes of this movie and I was out. I was out all the way out. And mind you, there's a movie, this movie where Anna de Armas is having sex a lot of in this movie. And I still was out. This movie is a mess, an absolute mess. People are upset about it. Um, Netflix, bro, what are you doing? What's going on over there? Just hi, just talk to us on this podcast. We got ideas that are better than Blonde. I guarantee you that we can come up with a better movie. A million of them, dude. I <laughs> promise you. I promise you, bro. That shit stinks. They're 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 doing just doing everything. There's no narrative of Blonde. They're just throwing shit on the screen. It's fake RT. They shit on that woman's memory. I don't even know anything about Marilyn Monroe, but I know that she would be turning over in her grave if she could watch that film because that shit stinks. But Anna de Armas is was incredible it, it? looking, and I love you. It. Was it every was it everything that we thought it would be, meaning that it's Andrew Dominic's weird fantasies put on screen? Yes, and I, it is. You can yeah, tell a man like, is directing the movie, and it's it is not a good choice. I I didn't even get to any of that, honestly. Like I got like halfway through. I got to literally the halfway point of the movie and I was like, okay, I'm good. Like it's just it's fake artsy, like Teed says. You can tell that this was made by a director who was like, I'm cooking right now. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm clear not out, bad. Clear out. I'm fucking cooking. It like, it just switches between black and white and color, like at random. Like, and I there's no going, good reason for it. It's not, at first I was, I was like, like, why are we in I, black and white right now? And it was like, oh, actually, they're just doing it. They're just, there's, there's no reason at all. I was expecting it to be like, you know, like Belfast, like there are parts of it that are in color, but it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it has a point to it whether you think that's like a good point or not this one there's no point it just switches between black and white and color just all the time throughout the fucking movie you know when dylan brooks comes into the game and looks off john moran <laughs> and just starts like shooting everything that's what i felt like this director was just like i'm in my fucking bag fuck y'all i don't care that i don't understand it i'm putting this shit on the screen this shit is fire and it just does not work bro it this movie is work. 
challenging. It is art. It's not, <laughs> it's not for you little baby consumers who want, you know, nice, neat package narrative. This is deep like that, bro. This shit is ass. Like, it's and it just is a bad. tough hang. And it is a tough hang, bro. It is every, It is bad. It is bad. And it is not something that will make you feel good about life when you're watching it. It is just bad all around. And it's uh, not even no like to, to watch super, it. like, I didn't even get to anything that was like super off the wall, disturbing or anything like that yet when, when I watched it. I mean, like, there's the weird, like, politics on abortion or whatever. Your mileage may vary on all of that. But like, I didn't get to anything that was just like super crazy. NC 17, like, can't believe I'm looking at this. Like, why would they make this kind of stuff? It was just bad. Like, it's just a bad movie. <laughs> it's really bad. And that it, it is not doing great. Anything else y'all watch on the movie side that uh we probably won't do an episode on, but you either recommend or tell people to stay away from? College football. Don't don't view it. It sucks. <laughs> I don't I don't watch that. I don't know what that is. Hey, uh, there's nothing wrong with college football. College football is fine and good. Why would you ever basketball pot? Yeah. <laughs> you have to be a fucking idiot to watch to care about sports. It's so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I've uh, I saw I saw Amsterdam. They did like a IMAX preview thing or whatever. It wasn't like a special press screen or anything like that. You could literally just go buy a ticket. And that's what I did. Uh, so that movie is up and down, but I felt like they stuck the landing a little bit. Uh, so I'd probably give it like a B or a, a B plus. Not as good as it could have been, but uh, still decent. Too early to tell on Oscar stuff. Oh, it's not. It's not winning any Oscars. Just not. No, 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 no. I'm, go I'm going to go check out Smile this week. I'm very excited oh. about that. Oh, absolutely not. No way. I know y'all not going to watch that shit. I know y'all not going to watch it. Me and my family. Y'all not going to watch it. I'm going to see Smile this week. Um, for sure. And I want to see Bros uh, this week as well. I think I'm going to check out Bros at some I point. Think I, that would, I think that is going to be our next review is going to be Bros. We'll wrap this up here. Um, not doing well at the box office. Uh, and the cast Which is led to a whole discussion. Yeah, the cast is having a very normal one about that. Um, didn't they blame gay people or something? Trade people? They just said trade people aren't showing up to the movie. I I don't yeah. I like I don't want to like speculate, but the discourse that I saw was basically like they didn't nobody wanted to go see a, a gay rom com. Which I what I, are the critics saying? Is it know. good? The critics have given it pretty good reviews. Is I mean, what I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be in there. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in there. Yeah, too. I'm a but there's I'm other things like they, they marketed the fuck out of that smile movie. So that's probably what people when you know, like just it, it just and that's then you're fair. going up uh, on week two against a Harry Styles movie. Like it's just it's tough that's at the right box office out here. Comedies just don't make money. It just is what it is. It's a weird no, thing. It's a weird thing that we're faced with. I wish that wasn't the case. I loved going to the theater and laughing with everyone else, but this just has been and probably will continue to be a movie that they would have released on Netflix. You know what I mean? Well, Even though it's probably more elevated than that, we haven't seen it. That's probably going to be our next review. It's going to be bros. I'm down uh, with that. But yeah, also, it's a, it's, it's a real cinema hour. It's coming up here soon. Uh, this week, we got Triangle of Sadness dropping, which is apparently the heat. Tar is dropping this weekend, which is apparently the heat. Like, so we're we're starting to heat up a little bit here. Like, we're getting into the Oscar season for real now. 
and if y'all have links in the movie these, theaters every fucking week bro, to these Oscar movies, I don't coming. know if Tar is going to be playing at the Cinemark in Waco, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take one ticket for it'll be me and all old people in there. Yeah, you and like three elderly white couples in Waco. We'll see that movie. <laughs> That's how you know it's going to be a banger every time. I think the Oscar race is wide open, so I am fucking ecstatic about the end of the year movie slate because we'll see. I, do, I, I think there's time the for some. You think it's the Fablemans? I think it's the Fablemans. I hope so. It's, 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 they're, the front run, they're the front runners right now, but obviously, like the movie has to come out. We got to see how people actually react to it outside of you know, fucking flying to Italy or whatever to watch the shit for free. You know, getting paid like, to but... watch. Yeah, beautiful, <laughs> yeah, beautiful people. I'm ready. But yeah, I think it, I think it's gonna be a banger, and uh, I. It sounded like Kate Blanchett is is her again. Like yet again. Again. <laughs> yet again. Who would have thought this Kate Blanchett, yeah, this Kate Blanchett lady is really uh really gonna make a name for herself. Kate Blanchett still got it. Who would have thought? <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. You, know, you can find us at the one take pod, one take pod on Twitter, one take pod on Instagram. You can go follow us at less underscore humble teach uh, at Lord Dex Hinton. And at Royden Ogletree, um, you can find uh, Dex is writing a billion articles at like eighteen different places now, apparently. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, check me out on Screen Rant. Check me out on ApolloHAU.com. And uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet all the shit I write on there, and you can read it, and that'll be fun. Uh, Teach has eighteen other podcasts. Uh, cops football even though royden and dex will tell you that it's bad uh we will be talking about uh baylor football this week on slander you definitely check us out there i don't want to come on oh no we're having a good time we're having a good time no no you don't have to do that (laughs) i'm a massive Uh, i don't want to come on and and underhooks is obviously still going uh going strong so yeah uh, we're, we're podding over here check us out uh, so yeah, again, you can find us at one take pod, go, uh, rate and review, uh, our stuff. If you want to watch anything else that I'm doing, I'm, I'm the worst part of this podcast, but if you want to watch anything else that I'm doing, we, I have a, uh, thank you. I have a, uh, a video game show that I do weekly, uh, on hardwired on YouTube called uplink with Andrew Hamilton. It's a video game news show. We talk about all the latest stuff going on. Um, this week we talked about the death of Google stadia. Uh, a lot of the times, yeah, RIP in pieces. RIP in P, man. <laughs> like 18 different gaming like studios came out. And we're like, we were making a thing for this, and you just shut it down. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. Anyway, so you can find that on Hardwired on YouTube. Also, I do a show about the Big 12 uh, football because you know I just said that football was bad. Called the Big One Two on Three Six Five Sports. Go follow, find that me and. Uh, former guest Paul Catalina, who has bad and wrong opinions about Beyonce. Um, yep. We do a show uh, about the big about Big Twelve football and how weird and wild that is. So it's called the Big One. Kansas is gonna win the goddamn conference, bro. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> unreal. <laughs> Kansas is gonna win the fucking the conference. Last time, the last time, Dex, that they started five and zero, we were in ninth grade. Holy shit! <laughs> eighth grade for you, I think. But they like are. the football overlords now they were five and they last time they were five and oh their freshmen were kindergartners oh man that's fucking nasty holy shit that's nuts so yeah go uh go follow us there again like rate subscribe leave us some reviews we really appreciate it go leave us some reviews on spotify as well 
And uh, Dex, one more time, after this whole whirlwind of speculation, we have finally done. Don't worry, darling. But what we will, what we will, we continue to do. Hashtag support Florence Pugh, baby, all the time. The Wonder is coming out this year. She got another movie, guys. Yeah. We're going to be One here. Allegedly better than this. All right. We're out. But I am worried about